Welcome to Bungalow Banter. We're back for another week of podcasting goodness. Fresh off our second live video, we did that a few days ago over the weekend. We made some cutty bangs. If you haven't checked it out, hit up Facebook, look at John's page or my page or the Bungalow Banter page to watch the video. Did you check the stats on that, John? I haven't looked at how many viewers we ended up with. The only stat that matters is that Tim Cotter watched it live. Yep, that's true. We and had a few live viewers. Facebook Live is one. one of his favorite things, I understand. He lives for Facebook Live. He loves live, Facebook Live. Yeah. And when I saw that he was watching live, I was incredibly excited. Yeah, we even got a live comment from him. Yeah, that he said, stir it with your which finger. Which was a great comment. And I obeyed. Uh, so I made the titular Cuddy Bang, which is pineapple juice and just basically a shitload of alcohol. It was one of the grossest drinks i've ever had made me nauseous the entire night and the next day i felt like i was dying so maybe don't drink that one john you had the gorilla milk gorilla milk and it came out pretty good i would say eight out of ten yeah it was a pretty solid drink it was a like, great drink if you went to a bar and got like maybe like a small like old-fashioned style glass no size i, of I that, would like a pint glass of it i think you drank a little too much of it but no way. did you drink that whole thing yeah. You were, like, mixing more. You were you were off the rails. You weren't driving that night, though, so it was all responsible. I'm a but, responsible human. But it seemed, to me, that would kill me. I, I couldn't drink that much. You just got to bang the cutty bangs. How much of that drink do you think I, I had? 20%? Yeah, about 20%. Which, I mean... And then you wasted it. You poured it down the drain. I wasn't going to let it poison anyone else. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't let that damage be done to anyone else. Well, I guess that's your right. Can I give a quick story? Uh, I was going to stop and shop the other day um, by laundry. I didn't give you permission. John, can I have your permission to tell a story? Yes. Thank you. I was going to stop and shop the other day to buy laundry detergent because I needed to do some laundry now that I've moved out of my parents' Which house. Which brand do you buy? I bought the stop and shop brand because it was the okay. cheapest. Yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. And it cleans my clothes and they smell fine and I, I'm not going crazy with designer laundry I agree. detergent. Uh, so while I'm in the parking lot, a black gentleman, I, I don't know why I identified it by race. That was racist of me. Uh, I don't think the guy would mind, though. He was walking around. First, I saw him walk up to a woman who was white, so now I'm not racist because I just identified the race of another person. Uh, and he pulled out two, I believe they were Spirit brand cigarette. What do you, what do you call them? Like, just, just the packs. Packs, not cartons or boxes, but the packs, the small ones. Yeah, a pack. A, a pack. Yeah. Two packs of Spirit cigarettes. And asked the woman if she's a smoker. She says no and walks away. The guy doesn't seem like he's going to approach me, but he's hooked me. I've got to know why he's, like, asking people if they're smokers. So I go up to him, which is admittedly kind of a crazy move, <laughs> and say, hey, uh, you know, what, what do you got going there? And he's like, well, I got these two, you know, boxes of uh, spirit cigarettes, and I'm looking to unload them. And I can't remember. I think he said he was selling them collectively for $5. Which, two, co- two packs of them. Which And he was saying that one pack sells for $10. So by his logic, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So now automatically I know that he's stolen these cigarettes because why else would he be selling them for so cheap? Uh, I think maybe he was selling them for $5 a pack. So it's still half the price yeah, of what they – 50% off. So obviously stolen goods. And I say, no, sorry, I'm not a smoker. And then he says, 
oh man, I really need some money. You know, I'm a hustler, he says. And I'm like, interesting that he self self describes as a hustler. So now he's basically admitting he stole him, right? If he's saying he's hustling. And he didn't say what he needs the money for. He, I mean, he doesn't look like he's dressed okay. Like, he's not like teeth aren't falling out. It's not like he's some like crazy homeless guy. He looks, you know, looks pretty normal to me. But uh, I said, sorry, I didn't have any cash him. I would have given him a few bucks just because I'm that type of person. But Really? I, just I mean, for being a hustler? Yeah, anytime a guy comes up to me and says he's a hustler, like, <laughs> what do you want? Like, I'll give it to you. What if uh, you What if you hear that song? I'm a hustler, baby. Well, I would have started dancing with the guy, you, like snapping my him, fingers. you give him your money? I would have given him my credit card if that song somehow <laughs> magically came on. But shout out to that guy. I When I got out of this, I wasn't in the store very long, but he was gone by the time I got out. So I hope he found someone to buy his stolen cigarettes and that he probably went and bought booze with the money, I would guess. So good for him. <laughs> That's what hustlers do. I would assume. I mean, every hustler's got to have a vice that they need to fund. Gambling, alcohol, drugs, something. Hopefully it's one of the less, more innocent ones, rather. I also have a story to Go tell. Go for it. Is it as racist as mine? No, but it's great. So I I like to listen to true crime podcasts where they like investigate people's cases. Are you listening to what is it called Crime Town? Yes, I'm I've, up to date on that. I've got to listen. I haven't listened to a, a second of it. But there's this other one about this um this case. It's not a, it's not as good, but it's still interesting. Uh it's called Suspect Convictions. Okay. And it's about this guy who was convicted for strangling and killing an, a 9-year-old girl. Yikes! But there's but he, some he, like he didn't do it. Well, I don't know. It's the, the evidence seems like flimsy. In my mind, it's always they're they're the criminal. But I'm like never on their side. You always think they're guilty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the uh, <laughs> they asked the guy, which this kind of made me on his side because it's so hilarious. They were like, they asked him if he was into like why he molested this girl or whatever, and he goes, "I like cheese, but I'm not a rat." I like kids, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's and amazing. I was like, oh my god! Is that like a well-known like saying? He made <laughs> he it. He just up. fucking said it, but he said it in like a rhyming way, like okay. it was a fucking song. Even or if I'm gonna go out, it was incredible. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, even if this guy did it, we need to free him from jail. <laughs> it was incredible. One of our one of our greatest living poets is living in jail for no reason. <laughs> I heard that and I could not stop laughing. I, I was like at geez, work but listening I'm not a to rat. it. And I, was just I like laughing. kids, but not like that. That's that's poetry. It really is. <laughs> If, if he goes in front of the judge and says that, I mean, all right, all charges waived. Get the hell out of here. What are you doing here? It was great. I I mean, yeah. is it, Again, to be racist, is he black? He is black. Okay. Yes. But, oh, man, I could not stop laughing. That's amazing. I, I want that on my tombstone, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little weird to come out on my tombstone and say I'm not a, a kitty fucker. But, you know, stuff happens. Uh, what do you think about Crime Town while we're on the topic? I think it's good. It's it's is it just about Cianci or is it about like Providence as a whole? Well, it's about Cianci and it's got like some other some other people like Patriarcha Crime Family. I'm interested like in that. the pa- Patriarcha stuff. They were like they were in like the vending machine companies in Rhode Island. I guess they were big time. They were, he yeah. was like one of the biggest bosses in the Northeast. Yeah, he, he like there was the five families in New York, and he was like you know a step below them, I guess, which is pretty cool if you think about it. Uh, random aside about Cianci in the house that I recently moved into in the kitchen no one in the house knows where these pictures have come from there are four frame photos and Buddy Cianci is in every all four frame photos <laughs> and there's another woman who's she's the other common thread but no one knows who this woman is well I 
It's like a it's like a shrine in the kitchen to Buddy Sands. And they just left it up there. They're like, well, it might be the people who we rent the house from who oh. they, they live in like Florida or something. I think they just pro- leave their pictures. Kind of weird. And why why do you care about Buddy Sansy so much that you've met him four times and taken a friend to photo <laughs> four times? When I rent a house in the future, I'm just going to put like uh, fellatio art <laughs> around the, around the house. Leave it up. Fellatio art? <laughs> or phallic art. Phallic oh, okay. Art. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, like photos of people sucking each other's dicks. Is no, what I thought you meant. no, not that. But there's a museum in Iceland, all phallic Did art. Did you go there with your mother on vacation? No, if I wasn't with my mom, I would have gone. <laughs> but uh, You should have gone anyway. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. But, yeah, I, I think what I'm going to do if I ever own a house and I rent it to somebody... I'm going to Photoshop myself and like a bunch of historical photos and paintings and put them up like kind of subtly. So it's like, wait a minute, like is that yeah. Kobe with George Washington crossing the Delaware? Like what the <laughs> fuck? That would take a lot of work, but I would definitely like to do it. Uh, let's let's stick with racism. Um, here's a headline: Popular neo-Nazi blogger resigns over re- revelation his wife is Jewish. Interesting. <laughs> this Stuck is- to his guns, I guess. Well, not really. I mean, it's the it's, opposite. No, you, your wife is your most important. Yeah, but he's he hates Jewish people. Right, but he stuck to her. He resigned uh, from being uh, a neo-Nazi. Okay. Uh, the founder of the popular right-wing, right-wing blog, The Right Stuff, resigned over the revelation that his wife is Jewish. Mike Enoch, who also co-hosts the Daily Shoah weekly podcast, so another guy in the podcast game, shout out to this racist guy, uh, was outed over the weekend as Mike Pinovich a website developer from New York on the podcast, which has a, about 100,000 regular listeners. So this is the mistake we've made, John. We just need to be wicked racist, and we'll just have 100,000 weekly listeners? That's pretty ridiculous. We're, I mean, obviously, we're not even close to that, but that is a pretty impressive mark, just for saying, like, kill all the Jews. Like, that's that's crazy. I wonder what his podcast is about to get that many listeners. Uh, so this story is kind of boring, but I think they do quote him from some of the story. Uh, they don't. He said things like, kill the Jews, basically, I feel like is what he says. I can't I can't find the quotes now. I, I don't understand the, like, why, even if you were a, a anti-Semite, why you would just need to keep listening to that podcast. It's like, kill the Jews, and then they're like, yeah! yeah what more is there to say? Next is that what week you're we'll listen to it again. <laughs> I'm sure they talk about a lot of stuff, but yeah, I really don't know what the appeal is there. Uh, but interesting move. I... I what do you think his wife thinks? Do you think his wife knew that, like, he was in the basement, like, saying all this stuff or, like, didn't know? She knows for years and then she's finally like, I'm I'm Jewish. And he's like, what? He knew, though. No, that's not always oh, out. he knew the whole time? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I misread this. People who people who were listening did not know who he was and who he was married to. Someone – it was 8chan, which I don't know if that's some sort of oh, – And then they found out who he was and he was married to a to, Jewish To a Jewish woman. woman. So he had to, he had to quit the website and stop doing the podcast. And that, that's like if if people found out that you didn't live in a bungalow, John. It's just like it's earth shattering stuff. Yeah. It's just it's a fundamental lie. You can't do that. I do live in a bungalow. Yes, I I don't mean to say you don't, <laughs> but I'm saying like, what if you didn't? And we were just been recording this in a regular house at all times. Yeah. It just it would I, defeat the purpose. I would delete every episode ever recorded. <laughs> uh, staying on the same kind of theme, Lindsay Lohan may have converted to Islam. You know, Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls was incredibly Probably the hottest woman of all time. The hottest, like, actress in a movie of all time, if that makes any sense. Mm, 
I don't know, dude. She was pretty. I mean, yeah, it's great. Also, Rachel McAdams was very good looking in that That's movie. true. That's a good movie all around. Gretchen Wiener's good looking. Gretchen Wiener? I, it's been a while She was the girl it. who was friends. She tried to make Fetch happen. Oh, oh yeah, 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 Fetch, yeah. But I agree. Lindsay Lohan was very good looking in that movie, but... Have you seen? Have you she seen looks her terrible. <laughs> she looks terrible. Now. That's all the cocaine, I think. Uh, the photo of the article has her in like some sort of like turban shawl thing. Uh, she cla- <laughs> she claims to have read the uh, Quran in 2015, which like changed her life. Uh, Muslim, or, yeah, Muslim people are like peace and blessings. They're very proud that Lindsay Lohan is joining them. You can't be proud of this. Like Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls time would have been a great get for the Muslims. Nowadays, it's like take her we don't want her like who cares <laughs> like she's yesterday's news i would like to read the quran at some point i've never read any of the holy texts the bible you never read the bible no from what I, i've read parts of it and it seems incredibly boring no offense to anyone who's religious i mean yeah it's not like a very interesting i took text, a, i took a religious but... studies class at uri and we learned about all the primary religions and their texts and I, it's just you never know, really grabbed you know me. what's great um Taoism, or yeah, Taoism. What is the um, the holy book for that? Uh, whatever the, the Ying Yang Twins' first album, I believe. <laughs> no, I don't know. What what is it? I need to look it up. Go ahead. Taoism um, holy book, because what, it is incredibly short and it's very good. Oh, it's like is it like three chapters? You're in, you're out. I can get down. No, with it's that. like literally. I bought it, and it's like it's like the size of someone's passport. Interesting. Lindsay Lohan also deleted all her tweets and all her Instagram posts except for one that says, please let us all co- come together and love each other. I think she's probably just high on cocaine. Come on, man. They're giving me these weird pronunciations. Tao Holy Book. It's like the Tao De Jing or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. The Tao De Jing. Tao De Jing. Yeah. Okay. And that book is very short, but it, it's like it's like Proverbs kind of. And it's it's easy to read but difficult to understand so i think it's a great great holy book like a thousand years from now do you think there'll be any books that are out now that aren't holy books that will become holy books um don quixote don quixote is like suddenly like this profound it's possible because i mean back in the day when these books were written like the bible like people know who wrote the bible right back in the day because like it wasn't i mean maybe it is the word of god but someone actually had to write it well it's from the different people who like the book of john the book whatever is that is that what i'm supposed to believe is that true yeah oh, okay i just didn't know that so like the book of the book of john was written by john i i'm and, pretty sure and you could walk into the village and be like hey john i really, <laughs> I really like that passage you wrote in the bible was I mean, it called the bible back then i have a lot of questions about this i'm not very knowledgeable yeah i've, I've read some <laughs> of people it. who know nothing about the topic <laughs> very illuminating what were you gonna say sir I was confirmed in my church, but... Uh, I'm a heathen. I just haven't... That was a long time ago. I don't have a good memory. I don't know. Did You went to church as a child? Yeah, until I was confirmed at like age 14 or 15 or something like that. And you like can that. just drop out, no repercussions. You, you're already well, going to you, heaven, You so. become an adult in the church, and my parents let me make my own decisions. And you were like, fuck this. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't mind it. Church was kind of fun, because you, like, really? you could like learn a lesson, and then you'd hang out with your friends, but... Waking up on Sunday morning. That's, I, not that's what I, I was going to peg you as. Not ideal. I was going to peg you as not being the type of person <laughs> who likes to get up on a Sunday and go to church. I actually live right next door to a church now. And every time, if I do 
uh, depart my house on a Sunday morning, my entire street is filled with cars on both sides, and I'm going to start blasting death metal and, like, <laughs> screaming, like, Alu Akbar or something while they walk out of the church. Well, so, that's not a... Technically, that is a nice thing to say. You know? Yeah, but you think a Christian's going to be like, ooh, that nice man is saying praise whatever. What is Alu Akbar? Praise God? I think it's something like something that. Something like yeah. that. I don't think that's God like is good, much. God is great, or something like that. Um, let's see... So I have, and it's kind of, I have kind of a rant to go on. Uh, have you seen the trailer for this new movie called A Dog's Purpose? I have. Y- your quick thoughts on it? Well, I may be biased because I saw a video of one of the dogs. Like He didn't like the filming. He yeah, was pretty okay, scared. So we're, we're headed in that direction, okay. so that's fine. But just based on the trailer, what do you think of the movie? I love dogs. I, I would definitely see it. Okay. So I saw the trailer. For those who haven't seen it, it's about a dog who like has different lives like it's oh it's one dog now it dies and now it's another dog he's a hindu basically basically it's a hindu dog which is kind of a crazy uh uh concept but and it's all about how this dog learns from people and loves people and all this and i'm not personally i mean i like dogs but i've never owned a dog and probably never will own a dog so i'm not really i wouldn't call myself a dog person but watching this trailer just kind of made me mad because all dog movies are so exploitative where it's basically just like people like dogs. People are emotional about dogs. Let's just make a shitty movie with a dog and it will make millions of dollars because people like dogs. And it's just the laziest thing. And Have you ever seen Marley and Me? No, because I hate this shit. Incredibly emotional movie. Yeah, because they kill the fucking dog and everyone's like, oh my god, they killed the dog. Who fucking cares? It's not a real dog. I mean, try to watch that movie and not cry. I, I is this a challenge? Because I'll sit yeah. through that entire shitty it's, movie and not shed a single tear. It's difficult not to cry. It's a very emotionally moving movie. I mean, I know a dog's gonna die. No, it doesn't actually die because it's a fucking movie, and I don't care. I don't know, man. Related to that, as far as I don't mind people who call themselves dog people, but it does seem like there's a certain subset of people who think they're special or notable because they like dogs and they talk about how much they like dogs and they refer to their dogs as their children well, but if people like but like, let's say dogs I'm, are the number one most popular pet in the entire world right yeah i'm not saying those people are unique but it's like people, people that do that for everything it's people it, it, that's my point it's like people who say they're a nerd because they like star wars the number one most popular movie franchise of all time it's like you're not a nerd you just like the single most popular thing you can like it's the same with dogs like you're not special because you like fucking dogs i agree but I, nobody's like these people that's what they cling to as their identity yeah, I guess, maybe which it's is fine. misguided but, but if you are one of those people don't go see this movie because as john alluded to there's a video that came out of them shooting and there's i think it's a golden retriever who they're filming with as one of the dogs in the movie and it's very not happy and they're basically throw it in like a fucking river and it like almost drowns and it was pretty horrific uh so they probably didn't treat the animals that well Peta is now calling for uh a boycott of the movie really Peter sucks but i think you know broken <laughs> clock is right twice a day or whatever the saying is that's that is the saying i'm glad i got it right um one thing i was about to say about marley and me is that i think you should watch it and challenge yourself not to cry i think it's a great challenge uh, is that owen wilson in that movie yes watch yep. it this week before next podcast i'll try um how long is it is what i'm like two hours i'm out come on i don't watch many movies that are two hours what i'm a big i'm big hour and a half guy that's kind of my speed as far as a movie goes although i'm in the middle of watching a six-hour documentary so i guess i shouldn't really say that but 
You can yeah, a documentary that's six hours. You're not going to watch that in one. Oh yeah, sitting. I watched two hours today. I'll I'll watch it probably. In so you watched two hours today. You could have yeah, watched Marley. It me. was a documentary about Friday the Thirteenth series, which I love and I find super interesting. I don't give a shit about this stupid fucking dog and Owen Wilson's giant fucking nose. <laughs> the only the only time I'll cry during this movie is watching Owen Wilson try to act. Mm-mm. Owen Wilson has been in a lot of good movies. He's good in comedy. Starsky and Hutch. I don't think he can do Wedding serious. Wedding Crashers, both great movies. Yeah, those are comedies. So? The co- comedic acting drama is... says this is probably his only one that right, wasn't that, a comedian. That's, that's why I can't imagine he does very well in it. But you've never seen it? Yeah, but he'd be getting other work in dramas if if he, like, Marley and Me was some, like, amazing fucking Oh, he's movie. also good in Hall Pass. Good movie. I haven't seen that one, but I'll take your word for it. Roger Ebert gave Marley and Me three out of four stars. Roger Ebert has no bottom jaw. I, I don't well, give well, a he's shit dead. about his I, opinion. I, I'm just doing it because it's a good transition because I have something about Roger Ebert I want to talk about. Okay. I'm not a huge Roger Ebert fan myself, although I don't think it really matters that he had, like, jaw cancer or whatever. Where the fuck is this link? Oh, here we go. So are you familiar with Rob Schneider? Speaking yeah, he's of that dude who's actors, in all the Sandler movies. And who's probably a pretty terrible actor, even <laughs> even comedically Definitely. speaking. Uh, he also did the Deuce Bigelow movies. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure. I have not. I've never seen him. Uh, I think this one is Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. I think this is the sequel. I don't know how it got a sequel, personally. <laughs> uh, Rob, Rob Schneider is actually also a crazy conservative, and I'm not saying that because conservatives are crazy. I'm saying that because Rob Schneider is crazy. And uh, this week, Trump and... Trump went after, now I'm going to forget his name, uh, civil rights hero, John... John Malkovich. John Malkovich will go with. uh, (laughs) It's not his name. I know it's not his name. And there was a huge back and forth. Trump accused this guy of being a a do-nothing when the guy was on the front lines of the civil rights war, or movement, rather. And uh, Rob Schneider chimed in with a really stupid take, which had me thinking about Rob Schneider. So I Googled him, and probably the funniest thing to ever happen in his career... Uh, I'll just read. This is from Ebert's review of Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolos from 2005. Uh, Ebert says the movie created a spot of controversy last February, according to a story by Larry Carroll of MTV News. Rob Schneider took offense when Patrick Goldstein of the Los Angeles Times listed this year's Best Picture nominees and wrote that they were ignored, unloved, and turned down flat by most of the same studios that bankroll hundreds of sequels, including a follow-up to Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo a film that was sadly overlooked at Oscar time because apparently nobody had the foresight to invent a category for best running penis joke delivered by a third-rate comic. Pretty, <laughs> oh, wrecked. Pre- pretty good burn. And so uh, back to Ebert. He says, Schneider retaliated by attacking Goldstein in, the, in full-page ads in Daily Variety and in, in The Hollywood Reporter. That's how you know you get to someone when they're taking out full-page ads because they're so insulted. Uh, in an open letter to Goldstein, Schneider wrote, well, Mr. Goldstein, I decided to do some research to find out what awards you have won. I went online and I found that you have won nothing. Absolutely nothing. No journalistic awards of any kind. Maybe you didn't win a Pulitzer Prize because they haven't invented a category for best third-rate, unfunny, pompous reporter who's never been acknowledged by his peers. So, decent comeback, kind of using the same yeah, it's the same joke, just repackaged. Uh, so then Ebert says, Reading this, I was about to observe that Schneider can dish it out, but he can't take it. Then then I found out he's not so good at dishing it out either. I went online and found that Patrick Goldstein has won a National Headliner Award, a Los Angeles Press Club Award, a RockCritics.com Award, and the Publicist Guild Award for Lifetime Achievement. (laughs) Schneider was nominated for a 2000 Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actor, but lost (laughs) to Jar Jar Binks. What? (laughs) Jar Jar's awesome! 
not many people hold that uh, same opinion, but that's fine. That's not really the point. Uh, but Schneider is correct, and Patrick Goldstein has not yet won a Pulitzer Prize. Therefore, Goldstein is not qualified to complain that Columbia financed Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, while passing on the opportunity to participate in Million Dollar Baby, Ray, The Aviator, Sideways, and Finding Neverland. As chance would have it, I have won the Pulitzer Prize, and so I am qualified. Speaking in my official capacity as a Pulitzer Prize winner, Mr. Schneider, your movie sucks. <laughs> Pretty solid burn there by Ebert. And I've never seen it, but all right, if I watch Marley and Me, you have to watch the first Deuce Bigelow. How's that for a deal? That's not fair. How is that not fair? Because I'm it's recommending shorter. an emotionally charged movie. Hold on. Deuce? You're recommending a piece of shit. They're both pieces of shit, I think, is what you're no. failing to. Try to watch Marley and Me. I'll, I'll try, but I can't promise. Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo is an hour and a half. Just watch it. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch Marley. Why don't you me. recommend something that you don't think I'd watch but is actually good? All right. We'll come back to that then. I'll have to think on that. Maybe go to an early screening of A Dog's Purpose. No, you just said. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, we're going to do a script here that's been generated automatically. Or I, can't, I can't think of the term today. Predictive text. We've done a few of these. This is... The guy who does them, who's very good at doing them, and I wish his his, uh, his program would work on my computer, uh, has taken a... Am bu- I the narrator in this, or am I Mulder? You're going to be Scully, who doesn't show up for a bit. Okay. But if you want to do the narration as well, that should make it pretty even. I think I need to click on... The first image oh, is okay. scene it's, one. It's slides. Okay, I yeah, got it. So this is... It. You could yeah, use the arrow keys. It'll go to the next one. Uh, yep. This is an X-Files predictive text short script that he used. He, I think he threw as many X-Files scripts as he get his hands on into the machine and did this. So this is scene one, and John will start as our, our narrator with the, the okay. scene directions here. And I'll be Mulder, and he'll be Scully. Um, what? How does Scully sound? Give me a little voice. I can't do female voices. Oh, it's a woman. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever oh, seen the X-Files? I'll, I'll just talk at a woman's voice. Okay, that's fine. I haven't seen the X-Files. Interesting. Mulder stares blankly at the stars. She yawns raggedly and dials 911. For the re- Mulder is a man, but it says she because it's predictive text. Uh, you ever notice how many people die from some kind of violence? A coincidence named the truth. Scully enters carrying umbrellas. Mulder and Scully exchange a few drops of scotch. <laughs> what do you think happened to the X-Files, Scully? What happened to keep them under the bowling alley? What do you think it means? What does it mean to protect the X-Files? Scully sighs and pulls out a copy of Morley's Lungs, the main man named Patnik. And now, as far as I'm aware, those are not X-Files characters, so I don't know what the (laughs) fuck that means. I'll tell you what. If I don't figure out who murdered my 29 divorced feet, I think it's not going to be very nice at work for us. (laughs) He reaches for his gun, but misses and removes his coat. Happens all the time. Scully gives him a printout of animals. Thank you, Scully. Mulder stares blankly at each caterpillar he sees. Mulder quit standing on the shelf of insanity unknown and sit down here right now. I was kind of reading that as the narrator. I'm going to redo it. <laughs> Go for it. Mulder, quit standing <laughs> on the shelf of insanity unknown and sit down here right now. Mulder kicks open the window and peers out. Mulder glimpses up at the stars. Mulder, I want you to be strong, okay, Mulder? I would like you to keep telling yourself that you believe what in, what is going on here. Mulder, you know what they say. No evidence indicating an X-File. Yeah, it's just a random set of ones. Bogus zeros. <laughs> Scully, who is bleeding... 
<laughs> Scully, who is bleeding heavily from his knees but doesn't notice it, crawls <laughs> crawls into the VCR and nice. starts trying to cry privately. <laughs> Mulder nods sadly and removes her cheek, revealing a piece of pie. I think it's amazing, the bowling alley. It contains like a bunch of violence activity, and I'll be honest, there are no signs of agriculture. The bowling alley is clearly important enough to kill anybody to protect. Mulder notices that the floor of the room is lying on the ground. Mulder stares at the computer screen with a resounding grin on his forehead. (laughs) I want to smoke a lot of money on TV Island. Scully reappears with flashlights attached to his feet. (laughs) Mulder... Mulder stands next to him and smiles wildly as Sherman continues to murmur, HALT! That Mul- says wild- widely, sorry. Oh, widely. Mulder stares straight ahead and sees nothing but Mrs. Met. The red-haired man named Patnick does the umbrella war. <laughs> you realize, Cardinal Mulder, you're thinking about your theories instead of things I think we need to talk about. The cigarette-smoking man stubs out his cigarette in his ear and eats a couple of animals. He points at his wife and begins screaming until he flips over. I was going to call an ambulance, but I don't know how! Thank you. Oh and that was, that was man screaming, not Mulder. I decided to play that part. Um, incredible. Pretty incredible. Uh, that's pretty much what the X-Files is like. No, it's much different. I thought that was very interesting, though. It's interesting how it gets both genders just flipped. Like, I think Scully's a man and Mulder's a woman, but it's the opposite. I should have read it beforehand so I could say it with a straight face, but I was reading it as I went. Yeah. And I just kept losing yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. I should have had you read it, but I thought that one was very funny. I feel like that's the kind of thing you should do. I think TV show scripts is perfect for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. One day I will get this stupid guy's program working, and I'll just make my own. It'll be even better than his. Um, shifting quickly here to sports. Kind of a gambling thing. Uh, definitely a gambling thing. Uh, so these guys... Their names are Brian Yankelvitz and Russ Axelrod. I hate them based off their names alone. Uh, Decided to pick an NFL team that needed to win out to make the playoffs, and this was before Thanksgiving. So they placed a bet of $300 on the Packers, and that they were going to bet, and each week if they won, they would just take the money they won and bet again the next week on the Packers. Okay. So obviously, as you know, John, the Packers have won every single game since then. That is correct. So they have since turned their three hundred dollars into twenty eight thousand dollars. Wow! That's tw- actually twenty eight thousand two hundred thirteen two hundred thirteen dollars and sixty cents. They've already bet that amount on the Packers to win straight up this weekend against the Falcons. Ooh, risky. I agree. Now, would you have stopped? You made twenty eight thousand yes, dollars between two of would you. Have stopped. They're not going to stop, even if they if they win again. So it's going to go to the Super Bowl. If the, if the Packers win on on Sunday, they're going to do it again. Uh, less than an hour after the Packers defeated the Cowboys, they they put the new bet in. Uh, so if the Packers beat the Falcons, they'll they'll have seventy six thousand one hundred and seventy six dollars and seventy cents, which then they would then put on the Packers money line. It would, money line is just straight up win, no no fancy stuff. They just have to win the game for you to win. Uh, and they'll just put that on there, and I, depending on what the line is, they'll win a shitload of money. Because I, I would, if it's the if it's Patriots Packers, I think the Packers would be underdogs, but I'm not positive. I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, so Yankovitz is 43, and Axelrod is 40. They're lifelong friends from New York, and so they've never considered cashing out or hedging their bet. Hedging their bet would be to take some of the money, betting on the other side. So no matter who wins, you still take home some money. Uh, it's more about the journey, Yankovitz said. 
texting friends and conversations with friends than winning the bet. Yeah, that's better than fucking $28,000, you asshole. I think if they, yeah. I mean, I doubt they'll regret it. It's 300 bucks. You lose 300 bucks, whatever. But but you could have had $28,000. Right. But if they go all the way, that's incredible. That's a, that's incredible. And I will say if they if they bowed out and took the 28k and then the Packers won the Super Bowl, they'd be like, "Fuck." We just missed a lot of money and a lot of fun. But still, twenty eight thousand. Like I was like going crazy when the Patriots in the Super Bowl and I on twenty fourteen and they won. And I had no money in the game. If I had like seventy G's on the game, I I'd, I'd have a heart attack and die probably. Have you ever seen Buffalo sixty six? No, is that it's a movie, right? Yeah, it's. I think you would like it. It's okay. a. It's not a typical movie. There's weird stuff going on, but it's about a man who bet on the sixty six Super Bowl. No, not the 66 Super Bowl. He bet on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl when they lost the Giants. Okay. When the kick went wide right. One, Scott, of, one of the kicks went wide right. Scott Norwood missed yep. the field goal. And um, it's, yeah, it's a good movie. All right, I'll look into that. Uh, they decided to make this bet after Aaron Rodgers said that the Packers were going to run the table. Uh, so Axelrod placed a $300 bet, $200 of his money, $100 from Yankovitz. Which is interesting. So one guy's got... 66.6%. Which is interesting. I'd be pissed if I was the $100 guy because originally it was going to be three guys, $100 each. One guy dropped out because they did this the year previous, and the team they chose lost the very first game they played. <laughs> so they were like, oh, shit. So the one guy backed out and was like, ah, this isn't going to work out. So that guy probably feels like an idiot. But Axelrod, the guy who put $200 down this year, was originally only going to, only going to put in 100 just like his friend but changed his mind at the window and put in double what he was going to put in. So I guess you can't be mad if you're the other guy, but it's like, dude, if you'd let me know, maybe I would have done the same thing. I'd be winning more money. Like, So, I don't know, kind of a dick move to be like, I'm going to put more money in here. No, I don't just know. just covering the other guy's share. I guess. But maybe they, they should have split it. It should have been 150-150. I would be pissed if I was yeah, this other guy. Yeah. But these guys, they're either rich or idiots because they don't seem to care about the money at all. They're like, we just like texting our friends about this. Like, you guys are <laughs> fucking losers. Uh, so when, when, um, let's see. Yeah. So they, I think last year they did the Cowboys and Tony Romo threw a pick six on his second pass of the game and later broke his collarbone in the game. And the Cowboys lost 33 to 14 to Carolina. Uh, and they said that they knew the bet was dead after about six seconds into the game. Uh, oh, it's actually, there's four people last year. So two of the four dropped out, leaving only Yankovitz and Axelrod. And Axelrod decided to add $100 more when he got to the window. So now the friends are two Packer wins away from splitting between $150,000 and $200,000, depending on the Super Bowl odds. Each one of their bets has been on the money line. Green Bay simply has to win, uh, with the Packers being an underdog in three of the eight wins. Uh, Yankovic played college basketball at Long Beach State and was an assistant coach at University of either South Florida or San Francisco. Uh, and he lives in Orlando. Now he works in corporate recruiting. The other guy lives in Las Vegas, where he's a digital producer and consultant for media companies. So they probably both have a decent amount of money. So it's probably why they don't but their care. Their friends can't cough up one hundred dollars. Well, they didn't know this was going to happen. I mean, last year they wasted one hundred dollars. One hundred dollars. Who cares? It's uh, worth the risk. Should we start doing this? Should we do this? Yeah, sure. I don't like how they're doing. Like, I don't know. Let's do it with a different different way. I don't like their their methodology. It should be we should pick a tournament team in the NCAA, put a hundred bucks on them, and if they win, keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, they no no yeah yeah until they win out. Absolutely. Although, I feel like that it, we'd have to set a threshold where we stop. 
because the odds of us picking the national champion in the first round and riding it all the way that's to... the way though that's that's the journey we yeah. can text right. our friends all right i'll save some money up and we'll do that it could even be 50 bucks i bet the payout is huge on that if you pick the yeah because once you like every time like all right we we bet a total of hundred dollars on the money line for this team to win once they won they want to get you're just you're increasing your money every time so right. eventually you're like oh shit we just won like forty thousand dollars so look forward to uh, uh, the bungalow banter getting a shout-out on ESPN for having a, a, a similar bet going on. We'll, we'll probably lose it in the first game. Um, <laughs> probably. Probably. What else do I have here? Do you want to hear about a girl who got arrested at a Jimmy John's sandwich shop and accused the police of being discriminatory or a cleaning company in the U.K. that will send a naked woman to your house to clean your house? Certainly the naked woman. <laughs> no hesitation there. I love it. Uh, cleaning company offering 45 euro an hour to women who will work naked are inundated with job applications. Uh, London-based naturalist, naturalist Cleaners is recruiting female staff of all ages and figures to clean private houses across the UK while wearing just slippers and gloves. There's some photos of women who are not wearing any clothes uh, cleaning the house. John, that picked. That pe- I didn't. I didn't ask to look at them. It piqued your interest. Oh, they're not even full frontal nudity. Oh, yeah, this is a news website, John. It's not pornography. Uh, oh, this one. I don't know if I'd want this woman cleaning my house, but that. Why? What's wrong with that? She looks like an older lady. I don't know. It's just kind of weird to have an older naked lady around. Maybe forties. What's the big deal? John's into the cougars. Uh, They've had huge success in South Wales with over 50 women, women applying. That's because Wales is an incredibly strange country. I don't know much about Wales. Give me some thoughts on Wales. Weird. Fucking weird. The Welsh are weird. You heard it here first. Uh, a spokesman said, We've had a great response in Swansea and South Wales. Lots of people are initially attracted to the excellent pay. It's also hard to say how many hours they will work, as it is completely dependent on the demand and the flexibility of the cleaners. The job ad reads, The job will require doing all general cleaning like dusting, tidying up, vacuuming, watering plants. I almost said wearing pants, but that's the exact opposite (laughs) of what they'll be doing. Making beds, using the washing machine, ironing clothes, and cleaning windows. Clients, the majority of whom are nudists, according to the agency, which I can't figure that out. Yeah, well, so like, like you I like to be naked. naked. I I can't have clothed people around me. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, but also, I'm sure if your wife is a nudist, you're seeing a naked woman all the time. What's the appeal? There, there's of no thrill. Naked there's no woman. thrill there. Like you yeah. see nude people. If you're a nudist, like all you see are nudists. So like, oh, it's just another nudist cleaning my house. Like, why are you paying forty five euros an hour for this? Yeah, just ridiculous. get a regular cleaner. Uh, and that's def- that's probably a lie. They're, that's that can't be true. They're, they're trying to make it out like their clientele is a bunch of perverts when they are right. Oh, you're saying that they're not all nudists? I don't think there are. Do nudists exist? I don't know. I've never met a nudist. <laughs> That's because it's illegal in most places. What do you mean being? Oh, you can't just walk around you can't naked. Just be naked. But in your own house, you can. I don't know anyone who walks around in their own house naked at all times. But I feel like you're not a nudist unless you do it. I did meet a. Uh, there was a nudist colony in canada when i went really it was in tofino did you go there no but i was near my campground and we were like yo you you want to go over there and like nobody wanted to i would have said yes but the problem with most i feel like nudist colonies is that nudists don't tend to be attractive like attractive people don't need to walk around naked all the time it's usually i wasn't going there for that i just thought it would be kind of interesting you weren't going there to perv on what naked woman no there'd be children around true that's also a, a, a thorny issue um so clients are charged actually $65 for the first hour and $50 for each hour after. Oh, okay, yeah. 
so that the people are being paid 45 it costs 65 so that's and i i can't do the conversion of dollars but that's a lot of money and it's probably must, around the, like 80 bucks that's a lot and i don't know how much normal cleaners cost uh and the clients must agree to a strict no touch and no pictures or video policy there are three services with the client nude, with the cleaner nude, or both. I'd like to be the guy who I'm naked, but the cleaner isn't. That's a crazy <laughs> move, right? Yeah, what? I guess, yeah, the people who are hired must be like, well, I'll look at a naked guy and clean. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, you're just sitting but there naked. For $80 or for $50 an hour, I would do that easily. Clean naked? Yeah, or look at a naked person while cleaning. Fifty dollars oh, yeah. an hour. Oh, I agree. It's a lot, and that's no. It's that's fifty. Oh, yeah, forty-five euros an hour. It's like fifty dollars an hour. That's that's unbelievable. Uh, owner Laura Smith said she had the idea after a nudist asked if he could be naked while she cleaned for him. Uh, the majority who use the service are nudists. She said, which is a lie. Uh, we started in London two years ago and it proved really popular, so we're expanding. We've had quite a lot of female interest for this kind of work. Uh, let's see. Blah blah blah. I must stress that the cleaners are completely nude. They clean properly. They are not pretending. So the client is getting the benefit of a nice experience and a professional clean for an hour or for however much it's paid for. Uh, the comments, as you can imagine on such an article, are a treat. Uh, urge. I'd happily pay them a bit more to keep their clothes on. I don't want to look at all that fat cleaning my gaff. I don't know what gaff is. Uh, one, one guy whose name is Podcast, which is secretly me, says, strict no-touching policy, so I suppose it's okay to have a wank while they're cleaning around you. <laughs> And he, oh he, had, he had to spell wank out with spaces in between the letters because it's probably, like, auto-banned <laughs> by the comment section. Uh, one woman says, how long before one of these women is attacked? Doesn't seem very safe. Well, that's an reasonable. Okay. I agree. A response, why assume they're all women? Sexist. <laughs> because Also reasonable. No, that's not. All, what do you mean? There's all no these, naked there's guys? Like, there's, like, 12 images in the article. They're all women. They only talk about women. They're not looking for – no one would pay a naked man to come and clean <laughs> Their apartment. Why? House. Woman wouldn't do that? No. Why not? What are you walking around with an erection like I'm cleaning your no, apartment? I never said it had to be erect. I don't know. What are you doing then? Although I agree. If you are showing a woman your flaccid penis, you're probably in love with that woman. Yeah, it's a psycho move. Never do that for any reason, unless you're already married to the person. I agree. So we'll switch over to the Jimmy John's. Have you ever been to a Jimmy John's? I haven't. No, I have not. Very popular sandwich chain down south. I think they deliver, which is a huge thing. It's like, it may be like D'Angelo's quality. I'm not positive on that, though. It might be actually better. Uh, uh, what is this, Illinois? Uh, an Indiana, Univers Indiana University student was arrested Monday after drunken exploits at Jimmy John's allegedly ended in attacks against a police officer and an ambulance worker. Megan Hines, 21, is charged with felony battery and misdemeanor disorderly conduct at about 6.30 p.m., which is a crazy time to be absolutely wasted, even if you're a college student. Like, 6.30? You have to start pretty early to be wasted at that point, right? Unless you just drink cutty bags. Was it a holiday? Um, I don't think so. Let's see. What does it say? What day was it? It does not say what day. It was published yesterday. So let's say the day before yesterday. MLK Day. MLK Perfectly Day. Perfectly reasonable gotta, you, to be wasted. You got to turn up on MLK Day. I take everything <laughs> back. I'm sorry. Uh, at 6.30 p.m., officers responded to a call from the sandwich shop about a woman trying to steal food. Uh, when officers arrived, employees pointed them to Hines, who was still sitting at a table inside the restaurant and appeared intoxicated. The employees told police Hines had come into the store, grabbed a loaf of bread, and started eating it without paying. 
She then started trying to take bags of chips and other items, and when employees tried to stop her, she struck several of them. When the officers approached Hines, she told one of them she believed he was profiling her because she was white and ugly, (laughs) which is a pretty good line. Uh, The arresting officer was also white, and the backing officer was white with some Hispanic heritage. Uh, Police determined Hines was intoxicated enough to warrant calling an ambulance. While they waited, she continued to verbally abuse the officers and eventually started striking and scratching them. The ambulance arrived to take her to the hospital. En route, she began striking and scratching one of the ambulance personnel. Uh, She arrived at the hospital, and then she was sent to jail. Uh, For what? uh, Public intoxication. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Actually, no. Also assaulting an officer. They didn't end up charging her. Really? She is not charged with public intoxication or the theft of the food, but I think she she was charged with felony battery and misdemeanor disorderly conduct. Yeah, so that's a felony. (laughs) The felony battery, not a great look. But uh, shout out to this white and ugly girl who felt she was being profiled because she's white and ugly. (laughs) And if anything, she was consistent. Anytime anyone confronted her, she scratched and clawed them. And, I mean, the police, the Jimmy John's employees, the ambulance people. I mean, she's just doing what she wants to do. What are we we hating on this woman for? I think she dishonored MLK, and I think she (laughs) deserves her felony. Wow. You you are a guilty first person. You said that earlier this episode. Um, Let's see. I probably have one or two more No, when they're already convicted, I'm a guilty first person. Ah, okay. Do you have any jokes you want, you've got this week? Or no? Oh, yeah, baby. Right, yeah, yeah, baby. I asked. Let's see here. Low battery. Low battery. John's phone is dying, and it just exploded in his hand. Pac-Man. Good game. Vitamin C deficient. Because he's always eating fruit? No, he doesn't eat fruit. Oh, he does eat fruit. <laughs> vitamin E deficient. <laughs> what is vitamin E? I have no idea. Uh, okay. But what was his your... diet is not very... not very. What are those? What are the dots, you think? Is that I like candy? No, I think the dots is just like... He's eating bread. He's okay. eating bread with the dots. And then he eats the fruit, right? And what else does he eat? He eats ghosts, too, right? That's pretty wild. But I mean, the ghosts can't be very nutritious. What do you think they taste like? He's not getting he's not getting a very good diet. He needs a multivitamin every day. You know what I used to love? I used to love playing Miss Pac-Man because DB's Pizza that has the arcade cabinet in there. I would play it all the time. Great game, actually. Why why Miss Pac-Man? That's what the Is one they different? had. Oh, that's just the one they had. They're a sexist store that doesn't like men's huh, rights. I thought you were just like Miss Pac-Man is better. than I don't even know Pac-Man. what the difference between the two is. I just know I played that one a shitload. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like Pac-Man. It's a very good game. Yeah. Uh, I had something to say about this. I can't remember what. Go ahead. Oh, do you believe in ghosts? No. I don't either, but I think it would be cool. I mean, it makes no sense if they would exist. Like, yeah, we have, like, ghosts with, like, chains and, like, who just hang out and do nothing. Like, oh, they move my chair a little bit. Like, (laughs) if I were a ghost, I would try to fuck shit up as much as possible. I wouldn't be, like, subtly moving things to, like, try and, like, scare you. I'd be, like, trying to kill you. Ghosts, definitely not real. And all of these these shows where they're, like... We're getting these transmissions. Oh, it's 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 some Who of the, the most. Who the fuck could invent a device that's but it's getting some of the ghost best, talk? It's some of the best unintentional comedy. There's one <laughs> clip I've seen where it's like, I can't even remember what happened. Like, it's just, all the clips are the same. Where a guy's like in an abandoned warehouse or house, and they've got some like fake ass like Geiger counter that's like beep 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 beep. Oh my god, it, the the ratings are off the chart. <laughs> oh my god, and just like drops it and runs, and the camera. And kind then of, they're like, like, I have goosebumps all over. <laughs> 
And then, like, you don't see anything, and people are home, like, oh my god, they saw a ghost. Like, <laughs> oh my god. It's like, okay. Yeah. So I don't believe in ghosts. Wife beaters. Why'd you have to ruin it for the rest of us? I thought you meant, like, the article of clothing. No, I do mean the article. (laughs) What are they ruining? The wife beater, I can't just... I'm wearing one right now. I can see that. Is So I look like an asshole for wearing it? If you're in your own... You have a sweatshirt Because people are like, oh, that guy beats his wife. I don't... Why is it just called a wife beater because people who wear People who wear them beat beat their their wives. wives. Yes. That's why it's called that. I'm not a big wife beater guy. When I wear undershirts, I wear, like, the plain white Heinz. T- Hanes? Hanes, not Heinz. Sorry. <laughs> I wear a lot of ketchup. <laughs> True. Is that what it is? Heinz ketchup. Okay. I'm just an idiot. Uh, I wear the Hanes, just plain white T-shirts. I'm not a big white. I don't think I've ever worn a wife beater. You should start. I'm just anti-domestic violence. <laughs> yeah, they they get a bad rap. It's an article of clothing. I don't see why I can't name. wear it. It's a weird name for an article But every time I go outside with it, people are like, douche. And I'm like, what? Have you ever been called a douche? Yeah. So a woman walked up to me and she's like, you're disgusting. You fucking piece of shit. That didn't happen. I was like, come on. I'm just wearing a, an undershirt out here. So wife beater may refer to a type of sleeveless shirt, as you have on, a person who abuses their wife, a nickname for alcoholic drinks reputed to arouse pugnacity. I don't know what the fuck pugnacity means. I think it just makes you rowdy. Pugnacity is like you're aggressive and... Disposition to be aggressive or belligerent. Very good, John. Uh, so there's, if you make a drink with rum, it's called the Golden Wife Beater, and there's a Stella Artois drink that's some, Stella Artois is sometimes called a wife beater in the UK. Yeah, yeah, no, in Australia too, they call it domestic violence in a can. Really, yeah. Stella Artois here, it's like you're fucking faggot, like order a Stella, <laughs> like it's like a fancy drink right here. It's like comes with own. Yeah, glass. it's kind of a pussy drink to get. A Stella. But overseas, it's like wow, watch out for that guy. He's drinking Stella. Oh crap, that's interesting. <laughs> Um, there's also a professional wrestler whose ring name is Wife Beater. Wow. <laughs> crazy. Bold move. Crazy name. And that's about it. But I've verbally assaulted on a daily basis for wearing these. You're being persecuted. They ruined it. They ruined it. All the Mexicans, all oh, the other people racist. who have who have beat their wives in these. Why'd you have to shout out Mexicans? White people beat their wives, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I said that as well. You I only said, said Mexicans. The, you said no, I said Mexicans. all the white people who have beat their wives. All right, Donald Trump. Keep moving. Um, Etch-a-sketch artists, extremely talented do those, or do those exist? extremely dangerous. Do those, what are they dangerous for? I think people who are making art in etch-a-sketches may be serial killers. I mean, I don't see this in my everyday life. Is this a normal medium for art today? Yeah, I've seen I've seen very elaborate etch-a-sketches. How do you come up with this stuff? What, where were you and what was happening when you came up with this etch-a-sketch <laughs> I was joke? just thinking. You were thinking about etch-a-sketch? Yeah, I was like, wow, I saw that picture on there was a picture on twitter of a person who writes for espn magazine okay and she drew like antonio brown twerking in an etch a sketch was it was it well done no it was Ah, terrible okay but you could tell it was a person twerking which i mean that's pretty impressive in an etch a sketch i could never make anything with an etch a sketch like a straight line or like yeah because it's all connected it's ridiculous so very impressive that she did it but it wasn't like very great but like people who are doing that you must be insane. You must be a murderer. I agree. And where are you getting an Etch-A-Sketch these days? They're not just lying around. Back in the day, they were a common yeah. kid's toy, and they were everywhere. Parent might come across I'm, one and try it I'm out. I'm very but... wary of people who own Etch-A-Sketches. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the episode right there. <laughs> um, you got anything else? No. Those are two quality ones. Though. I'm not belittling it by asking that. I just wanted to make sure before I moved on. 
Uh, do you want to hear about a flamingo that was murdered or a woman who is so dangerous she's been sent to a male prison because she killed a bunch of people? I feel like we only have time for one of these. What was the first one? Uh, flamingo was killed at a zoo by a person or a woman who's been dubbed the ice cream killer. <laughs> I'm very interested in the second, but I want to pick the flamingo. Okay, that's fine. It's we'll, the new Harambe. We'll do... I was going to make that point. That's a good point. We'll, we'll do ice cream killer next week. Uh, Pinky. This was actually last year. Pinky. That's It's Pinky the Pink Flamingo. The Pinky the Pink Dancing Flamingo, I think. Uh, th- this actually happened last year, but the guy was just, like, charged or arraigned now. So I first, that's how I became aware of it. Uh, Pinky, uh, Flamingo Dancing Flamingo, an animal ambassador at Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay, died Tuesday after being attacked by a park guest, authorities said. Tampa police said witnesses reported seeing Joseph Anthony Corio reaching into the flamingo pen, picking up one flamingo, and putting it back down. Then he grabbed Pinky, and his mother told him to leave the birds alone, police said. Uh, The man, 45 years old, threw Pinky to the ground, nearly ripping one foot off, witnesses told police. He was prevented from leaving the scene by witnesses. Uh, One witness told a CNN affiliate that he threw Pinky down in a rage. Uh, Pinky was a 19-year-old Chilean flamingo, suffered traumatic injuries, and was euthanized due to the injuries. God damn it. Uh, We are taking this extremely hard. It's a very sad day for us all, said Karen Vargas-Sinka, a spokeswoman for the zoo. Uh, Pinky was known for her dancing, according to her keepers. This is not a trained behavior, but a natural behavior she loves to show off. Uh, The man accused, who was at the park with his mother, brother, and three children, was arrested and charged with felony animal cruelty. with his kids. Three kids, his brother and his mother. Uh, the public defender assigned to him had no comment, and the judge scolded him and said it was beyond senseless. He was released on $5,000 bail. There was an update to this that I didn't save, but I think he'll probably go to jail for this. But kind of a dick move, kind of a crazy move. They're now saying he's mentally insane. That's his yeah. defense. But what are you doing picking up the flamingos, dude? Is he killing a fucking flamingo? I mean, throwing it down so hard that its foot came off. That's pretty gruesome. Incredible. And how come we weird. never heard about this? Everyone's Harambe, Harambe, Harambe. How about Pinky the yeah, Flamingo? This is, this is worse. This ha- is just... Harambe, you know, he was guilty of something. He died. He didn't deserve to die. But well, he... he wasn't guilty. Yeah. I mean, he did kind of fuck that kid up. No, he didn't. He just dragged him around. That's his... That's his instinct he's like that's fine there's a new creature in my environment i'm going to show him who's boss but at least you can make a case for why they had to kill harambe pinky pinky did nothing wrong no, pinky, pinky shouldn't be pinky dead did nothing wrong r.i.p pinky <laughs> yeah, if, this, if this flamingo was named harambe there'd be t-shirts for it it's no, just the name this is a tragedy i think it's ridiculous first of all that he could reach in and grab the flamingo yeah and second of all to just murder it yeah and felony animal cruelty? How about homicide? Let's just call it what it is. I don't <laughs> well, care if it's not a human. That's defined a human killing another human. I think homicide should be anything except for bugs and plants. There should be certain plants. The guy who killed the Auburn tree? That guy was homicide. A... So there's a very famous football rivalry between Auburn and Alabama. Uh, I don't even think it was an Alabama think, fan. Think did about it. how insane you have to be to poison so there's a, a tree. There's a very famous old tree that Auburn kind of has adopted as like it has some significance for Auburn fans. Yeah, and some guy poisoned. I don't even think he was an Alabama fan. I gotta look this up. But that was yeah. <laughs> You're Tumor's like, corner oak tree. You just wake up in the morning. You go, I'm so mad about that football game. I'm gonna go poison a tree. It was a, attacked again. 
There, I, I guess there's more than one. I don't care one. about the second time. It was already dead. Yeah. No, there's more than one, I guess. No, no, I but don't. like once he poisoned it first, it's going to die no matter what. I can't find the original story. There's a tr- was it, They set it on fire or poison it? No, he poisoned it. Someone else fucking set it on fire. Whatever. But but at that point, it's already going to die. You know what I mean? Yeah, it no, just I agree. hadn't done it but yet. So it, they it, could do whatever they want. This poor tree. It's just like, can't get your brow. I was poisoned, then I was burned. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that. But I feel bad for the tree. I feel bad for the flamingo. Peace out, Harambe. Yeah. Pinky. Stop killing animals. 